halfway through, she started trying to pinch my nipples and poke my belly button. <laughs> so I was legitimately blocking. Like, yeah. Welcome to Uber Spicy, the hot new spicy food challenge in a car. Today we have a special guest with us, comedian Emmanuel Vera with Ooh, us. Welcome yay. to the show. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> How are you with spicy? I am doing food? well. I like spicy food a lot, so I was kind of looking forward to this. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I've not had my lunch. So. Oh. Yes, first so this one, one is we're starting off with is Sriracha coming in at 2200 Scoville units down the hatch. Sriracha. Cold Piping hot, fresh mm -hmm. out of the oven. <laughs> All right, let me explain the rules of the game. So we got six sauces, sauces one through five. You can have all the liquids that you would like on the six nuggets. Sauce number six, uh, to win the prize, you have to go five minutes without any liquids to win the five minutes of fire challenge. And what's the prize? Shit, now I'm gonna do it for sure. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it. I don't know. What was the name of the sauce? Hellfire? Hellfire Doom. Yeah. Yes. Hellfire Doom. We'll see what happens. Sauce up is our oh. very own Uber Spicy Original Habanero Hot Sauce. The Scoville rating on this one is unknown. Down the Whoa. hatch. Habaneros are my favorite. All right, Emmanuel, first off, congratulations on your engagement. Woo! Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Second off, uh, tell us about being featured on Comedy Central. I don't know uh, why Nate Ford put that down. Not true. <laughs> Absolutely not true. Awesome. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, that's amazing. I walked past their studio once. <laughs> Did you? I was, asked, I was asked to leave. <laughs> it was that amazing. That could be enough. <laughs> okay. A credit's a credit. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Featured. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, Nate Ford was just, I don't know, he spiced it up a little. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. okay. Thank you, Nate. Go <laughs> on then. Next up is Tear Fing's Curse coming in at 99. What's that called? Tear Fing's Curse. Wow. T Y R F I N G S. 99,000 Scoville units down the hatch. Down the hatch. All right. I'm guessing this could be a lie also. <laughs> Hey, it's show business. Look at me here, man. Toured with Polly Shore? That's a, it's it's loose. almost true. Okay. I've opened for him several times. Okay. The last time I did go to Catch a Mind, I would open for him. Uh, okay. I remember seeing Yeah. That show. It was super fun. Sad as well. Yeah, I was at the Argos Theater, which is, it's a small theater, but it's really nice. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it was packed out for Polly Shore, so... I got to do like 15 minutes in front of like five or 600 people. With, oh, that's awesome. And it was one of those nights where all the energy is there. It was yeah. amazing, you know. And then we got to stand in the green room the rest of the night and be ignored by all the prostitutes. Oh, really? <laughs> there was only two. Prostitutes for Polly? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if they were prostitutes, but somebody was lining up some girls. But they were like, oh, those are just the openers. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we were in the corner drinking all the free beer, you know. <laughs> right. We're, we're going to get something out of this. <laughs> yeah. Free beer. Is that a, something you guys will do again, you think? Yeah, he's already on the schedule to come back, and apparently he's asked for us. So. Oh, cool. Uh, he likes he likes our, our style, and we all, we all, we all kind of click really well together. Like, Nate Ford and I, we've been touring long enough to where our show is 
you know, it's very complimentary. His style and my style, they yeah. just fit together really well. And I don't know, probably likes it. He requested us, so. Choice. Well, we're three in. I got a little bit of sweat on my upper lip, but nice. again, so far so good. <laughs> You've been training though, you said. Well, I've got go. Well, I just like spicy food, like. Uh, okay. But yeah, I've got some ghost pepper sauce. I've been putting on pretty much everything. <laughs> okay. Good. Yesterday gonna... I put too much on my burrito. <laughs> I did see a little bit of God. I haven't had it happen, but they say you can get high for really spicy yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think I got there. I mean, I was also smoking mad weed, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that just keeps me sane. <laughs> right. You know, like uh, my fiance right. walked in and was just like, "You okay?" Too much hot sauce. This episode is brought to you by The Lounge at the End of the Universe. The Lounge at the End of the Universe is a woman-owned and operated full-time professional comedy club, cabaret, and venue for hire. Visit them at loungeboise.com for upcoming dates and showtimes. <laughs> Next one will hurt. Will it? This okay. is the bomb beyond insanity. Uh-oh. Coming in at 135,600 Scoville units. That's a big jump. All right, here we go. All right, if you could, tell us about the masochist comic book. Well, it's the main reason I'm quitting my job. Oh, awesome. Is to write this comic book. Uh, I've always wanted to do a comic book. That was a big jump. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes, you said? On the last, on the last one. one. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, is a comic book I'm working on. I didn't realize this, but I've been basically working on it my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we, we got my group, my, uh, excuse me, that's hot. <laughs> my uh, fiance and I, we've done another comic book already. And it was just a really short issue, and it was just for fun. But it got purchased by a guy uh, who he, he wanted all the digital copies for his collection. And so uh, <clears throat> we were like, holy shit, we just made money off the comic book. Wow. And so this one is called Masochist. Uh, it's a club in hell, like a dance club slash burlesque place, and that's Masochist, like you've been kissed, like. Uh, but it's in hell, so like all these crazy people go there, and it's like a brothel kind of, but like uh, you can like get yourself all chopped up and mutilated. It was totally inspired by Hellraiser, <laughs> so like you go in there and you get tortured and. You get all your masochism needs met. You get, and you can do anything because you're already dead in hell. Yeah. You'll chop off your arms and pull out your eyes and all that stuff. Or you can vice versa. You can go get, you can buy someone and chop them chop all them up, up, you know. But it's a special club in hell where you can regenerate. Mm. Uh, so, like, you go there and you get all chopped up, but then you can, like, take a bath in the Lazarus pit in the basement or whatever and walk out all squeaky clean. So there's going to be a lot of, like, crazy characters because my, my version of hell is more like Wonderland mm-hmm. where it's not really hell you're not going to see like 666 Satan's not running the place you know it's it's more like Wonderland where there's just all these crazy wild characters you know my girlfriend or excuse me my fiance is uh, the main character she runs the club and she runs the girls you know and it's kind of like the old west because you know how like brothels kind of settled the old west you know like yeah. uh, so it's kind of like that where it's like you're in the outskirts of hell club is way out of town and it's the only place in hell where you can regenerate because the mm, yeah. there's a whole lore that i'm creating about yeah. this like gem that ginger has uh, that regenerates people yeah it's the only one in hell so like everybody wants it you know so trouble's always coming her way 
And so the, the first graphic novel is going to have a big story arc with like a big villain that gets defeated, but it's going to be set up to be a continuous thing. But like, I quit my job to focus specifically on this. How'd the guy find you guys? Uh, he's a collect. He's this art collector who knows Ginger. She's sold him a bunch of paintings and shit. And uh, he first got a hold of us. We did a. Uh, when the quarantine first started, I was really bored and I was photoshopping myself into Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> and he was just seeing it online, and he was like, "That's awesome." Yeah. Hit up Ginger and was like, "Would you guys do a photo shoot that's a Mortal Kombat fight yeah. uh, between Johnny Cage and Sonya?" And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun, you know? And so we set up a camera, rolled video, and not, neither one of us is trained in martial arts, you know? <laughs> yeah. But we just did, like, yeah. fake moves. And halfway through, she started trying to pinch my nipples and poke my belly button. <laughs> so I was legitimately blocking. Like, <laughs> and all the shots came out looking really good. <laughs> That's cool. And I, I just, like, I photoshopped the energy bars above us, mm-hmm. you know? And I photoshopped all the blood. It made it look just yeah. like the first video game. And the guy was thrilled. I even threw in a fatality for each character. So there's oh. two endings. Isn't, didn't you... I see something you can buy on Amazon? Is that? Is yeah, that the it? first comic book is available on Amazon. Oh, okay. Amazon. Yeah, we sold like 30 copies. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we, got a, we got a payment from Amazon for like 25 cents. Was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we put it in the bank. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't want to spend it all at one place. <laughs> But, you know, it's more about just being able to say I sold a comic on Amazon. Yeah. Like, that's priceless yeah. to that's me. Like, yeah, I don't really I care about so. the numbers. But, yeah. but it was all very inspiring to uh, do this graphic novel, you know, and I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure it was something that happened with lots of monsters and lots of blood. You know? Yeah. But also really funny. You know, I want it to have a lot of jokes. And at the end, I want there to still be kind of a moral. Like, uh, the main character is my daughter, and she's going to get, she plays, like, sort of the Alice character. She's going to get sucked into hell accidentally through some weird... Like, her and her friends will be fucking with a Ouija board or something. Like, I haven't figured that part out yet. But she'll get pulled into this world, and the main story is trying to get her back to Earth, you know? And so instead of meeting the Mad Hatter, she's going to meet Ginger's character, the Red Empress, who runs this crazy brothel. But also is, like, upstanding. Because, like, if you look into it, brothels and shit, like, the people used to run those, like, uh, you know, you'll think they're all, like, prostitutes, which they were, but, you know, they helped, like, forge the wild west mm. you know they help settle towns they financed cities you know and so kind of want to talk about that too make it yeah. this obnoxious history lesson for some reason yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what's next holy crap <laughs> well what's your review of the bomb so far that was a big jump up yeah it hurt a little yeah but it definitely got the sinuses going yeah <laughs> it'll clean you out yeah i didn't sweat but oh, that's good. I got the runny nose now. Sorry about that. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> What up is Melinda's Ghost Pepper, Wing Sauce, and Condiment coming in at 400,000 Scoville units. All right, yeah, here we go. All right, I saw on Facebook you, in 2019, you were kicking it with Tom Papa at the Egyptian. Yeah. Did you uh, open or how did that I happen? I worked there. Uh, oh, cool. Hmm. That's a really good one. The mm-hmm. flavor of that is really good. It's yeah. spicy, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I used to work there, and when I worked there, I did pretty much a little bit of everything. Because I've worked there on and off for a long time. Yeah. And so I've learned everything. You know, I do everything but the books, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, okay. But when, like, big names would come in, especially if they were comics, my boss knew that I was pretty interested in meeting them, so... Mm-hmm. She would always put me in charge of the green room, you know, and I would just 
make sure it was nice and clean. There was plenty of toilet paper and, you know, set up like a tea and coffee station. And usually whatever promoter was working with them would bring in all the food and whatnot. But, yeah. And then when they were in there and comfortable, I would just pop in every once in a while and be like, do you mm -hmm. need anything? Uh, how you yeah. feeling? You know, and most of the time they were pretty easy to handle. Yeah, Tom mm -hmm. Papa, super, super easy going guy. He didn't even have any food. He just sat there and had some tea. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet one of my favorite comics of all time, Paula Poundstone, while oh, I was really? working there. And, like, I didn't get to just, like, shake her hand. Like, we were kicking it. Yeah. Like, like we hung out for a substantial amount of time, and I got to tell her about being a little kid, watching her stuff back in the 90s, yeah. you know, like, on HBO and shit, mm -hmm. and just following her career. Like, me and her mom, like, like, uh, my mom and her got to hang out and like uh, my mom took me to my first comedy show at the Egyptian and it was Stephen Wright. Oh, and that nice. was that was when I was a kid and comedy has always been like our bonding kind of yeah. thing. And we've always loved Paula Poundstone. And so then I got the job and then Paula Poundstone was coming. So then yeah. I got to take my mom to the Egyptian oh, wow. and we got to watch Paula Poundstone and I got to do one better. I got to take her backstage and she oh, got to hang out with Paula Poundstone. That was awesome. Super nice lady. One of the yeah. nicest ladies. She's just this crazy lady. Like, <laughs> you hear her in the green room talking to herself, and yeah. <laughs> she's like, huh. Crazy. <laughs> you see her with like 17 cats at home, just like writing <laughs> jokes. <laughs> but she was hilarious. Hellfire Doom. All right, next Where? up Hellfire. is Hellfire Doom coming in at 6.6 .6 million Scoville units. Dear God, that's a huge jump. Down the hat. Here we go. It's time for five minutes of fire. All right, let's keep talking. Life is strange comedy tool tour. Tell us everything. It starts up soon again, right? Yeah. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my teeth hurt. Life is strange, <clears throat> which is why we named our comedy show Life is Strange, because I'll tell you, going on the road, doing the road Ooh. comic stuff, some of the weirdest fucking shit goes down. <laughs> But uh, we're going out on the road again soon. It's just a small tour this time. We've only got four gigs lined up right now. We're trying to line up a couple more just to... <coughs> That's on the back yeah. of the throat. Oh, no. Yeah. Trying to line up a couple more just to fill in the gaps and, just, you know, pay for gas and shit. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you guys start this tour? It's starting to fog up in here. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. That's normal for me. <laughs> <laughs> did you start this over the pandemic? Yeah, uh, well, over the pandemic, we worked for a different guy. I had an agent I was working with in Brooklyn who was sending us out on the road, but he's just your standard asshole, <laughs> Brooklyn <laughs> Republican white racist asshole. Mm -hmm. uh, and after five years of working for the guy, I was nowhere further along than I was wanted to be in the. And he's like, he was, he had that kind of mentality where he's like, you work for me. You know, and it's like we couldn't set up our own shows. Oh, yuck. He ended up having a falling out with Nate because Nate was just trying to set up some shows. That's it. Like, I can't imagine a falling out with Nate. Yeah. Right. That even happened. Like, how do you, how you fucking, how do you hate a big old gummy Yeah, bear? You know, like, exactly. Anyway, they had a falling out, and so it made it hard for me to work for them. Yeah. And then eventually I was just like, dude, fuck you. This is more, it's more work putting up with you than money you give me <laughs> right. with yeah. gigs. And so... Yeah, we just struck out on our own, named our own tour, and for you. Oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we, Three minutes again. 
you know, we just do the same thing he did. We just hit up venues and, yeah, you know, we email them ahead of time and then we call them and say, hey, did you get that email? What do you think? Then, you know, every place has a nice website. You can tell them if they've got a stage or not. And, mm-hmm. You know, we just go to Starbucks and sit down with our laptops and make it happen ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We did breweries, didn't you? Yeah, we toured through the whole pandemic. Uh-huh. Because everywhere you go, there's a tiny little town with a brewery and a handful of people who don't give a fuck about right. the goddamn quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, we went to South Dakota and did several gigs. And everywhere we went, they were like, what masks? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to Colorado and people are freaking out because we're in our car with the windows rolled up without masks on. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we call it Life is Strange, kids. Life is, is fucking strange. Yeah. How long have you done comedy? Uh, the first time I went to an open mic was in 2011. Oh, cool. And I've been doing it pretty much ever since. Uh, I went to a mic, uh, Oleg Shevchek. I don't know yeah. if he's done this show yet or not. Not uh, yet. Well, get him on. He's yeah. pretty good at the spicy food. <laughs> but, uh, uh, he was headlining. And he kept bugging me to go to one of his shows. He's like, come check out my comedy. And uh, I finally went because he was closing out the open mic with like a 15-minute set. And I was like, okay, I'll finally go. And I, I went as a skeptic, though. I was like, you're not funny. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm going to go watch you fail. Uh, but you know, he's a good friend of mine. He was the class clown. Like, I knew he was going to be funny. But yeah. I, uh, he was absolutely hysterical, though. Like, uh, yeah. He did so well, the audience was loving his performance. And, and I thought to myself, well, if he can do it, so can I. Yeah. You know? And the next week I showed up with like a seven minute bit ready to go. And then they tell me I've got three. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. So then I get up there and I've just panicked. And I was just like, <laughs> mic drop, you know? <laughs> got the whole story out. And then the lady was like, you still have two minutes. You know? <laughs> like, oh, no. Now I have to say something. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the adrenaline rush alone. I was like, I'm yeah, going back next in. week. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Boy, yeah. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Emmanuel, you got through the bomb and hellfire doomed and survived the five minutes of fire. You killed it. Thank you so much for being on Uber Spice. What is this? Oh, Ooh. stickers and shit. Hell yeah. Stickers <laughs> <laughs> also have a bottle of our... Yes. Oh, no, shit. Well. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. I knew it would be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who wants to sleep? Well, thanks for having me on. That was Thank amazing. And that was fucking spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Emmanuel, thank you so much for being on the show today. <laughs> And we'll see you next time on Uber Spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think they thought I was waving at him.